This is the Touchy Subjects Podcast. My name is Erin Billings, and I am your host. On this episode, the touchy subject we're going to discuss is deconstruction. Our panel consists of Zach Goresco, a lawyer from Nashville, Kayla, the digital creator of The Real Because She Dared, and Jed Foster, a grant writer and staff member at the St. Francis Xavier Lay Missionary Society. Hope you guys enjoy. Part of the reason that I wanted to have this conversation is because I feel like so many Christians don't know how to have these touchy subject conversations. They don't know what to say to somebody that is deconstructing or how to support them. So Kayla, if I was going to ask you, what would be your best advice to give to somebody that is in their deconstruction journey? My best advice would be to not listen to anybody. <laughs> I mean, it because at the beginning you want to know because that's how you built your faith is by knowing. You've had this certainty, at least in my experience, was we know that we know that we know that we're right. And we have this certainty that if we profess our faith, we're going to heaven, all those that don't aren't. Um, And so when you see everything through the lens of heaven and hell of eternal life, I mean, that's, people just cannot get out of of that, you know, thought process. So, for me, I had to, you know, at first I really wanted to just, I'm going to read all the things. I'm going to listen to all the podcasts and not that there's not value in that. There certainly is. But if I could go back and do it again, I would, I would trust myself more. Um, and lead with that, I think. So if someone is starting their deconstruction you can't deconstruct, I think, the way that you've been doing faith. It just doesn't end up working and you end up kind of beating your head against the wall, at least in my experience. So just trust yourself, start slow. I guess know that you don't have to have an ending point. Um, you're probably going to be questioning and deconstructing or whatever you want to call it forever, you know, especially if you grew up in it. Uh, Give yourself a lot of grace and know that you are doing what's best for you. Um, I think that's all we can, all I can tell someone. So Zach, I'll ask you the same thing. Do you have any advice that you would give to somebody that is beginning their deconstruction journey? Yeah. um, You know, Make it your own. I do. I do agree with with what Kayla said. I mean, what what my journey looks like is going to be so vastly, and that's just true of humans in general. What my journey looks like is going to be so vastly different than anybody else's, and I don't want anybody else to have my journey. And there are specific parts of my journey I'd hope they would avoid, and I'm sure certain parts of their journey that I'm thinking, oh, I don't want to go through that. Um, but also it's okay to talk to people about it. Although this is the first, you know, kind of place where I'm being public about, you know, my deconstruction. I mean, I know I've posted a couple of things on Instagram, but you know, that, that I'm really am sort of like, okay with not knowing. 
Um, I, I have been shocked how many friends I've had lunch with, I, I, you know, that have brought it up to me. I, I had lunch with an old colleague the other week, and as soon as we sat down, the tacos weren't even out, and he said, doesn't it, all of it just seem kind of crazy? And I'm like, I mean, kind of. <laughs> um, but, you know, there's, there's – um, but it's just – and I've and I've and I've talked to other people as well and sort of told them my thoughts and what I'm going through. And they'll go, you know, I'm going through the same thing. But it's like, so you don't have to go it alone. I think one of the one of the many things we learned in um, evangelical Christianity is is like it's not OK to talk about how you feel. It's not OK to just be authentic about things. You've always got to sort of or at least just speaking for me, I always felt that I had to keep like the, sort of this facade of perfect spirituality. I totally didn't. I mean, anybody saw right through it, but I thought I was, you know, I was the first one to run the aisles when um, You Are My Joy came on in campus choir. And I was the first one to lay hands on anybody who needed to be laid hands on, you know? Um, so it's always, but you know, you couldn't know that, you know, what I thought about at night or how I would sit in my room crying or, or, or just wondering like, oh, is, is, so I just have to be alone and celibate forever. Like, that's just it. That's just as good as it gets. Um, you know, I just wish I'd have had somebody to talk to. So I try to be that person for other people. Um, and, and I mean, I've had several people who still go to Lee or, or graduate and haven't come out be like, Hey, how did you come out? I was like, well, you kind of just like tell everyone you're gay. <laughs> um, but it's a really, it's a really hard process, but I wish that I had had someone to be there for me. And so I really also want to be there like during this time of, of, of deconstruction. So for other people who are, are not doing the same things as me, but on a journey like I am. Um, and so, yeah, I would just, uh, talk to your friends. You will be surprised. Yeah, for sure. Um, Jed, do you have anything else to contribute on that note? Yeah, I would absolutely echo both what Zach and Kayla, uh, said. Um, I especially liked it when Kayla said, don't, don't listen to anybody else. Um, it's basically like how I would put it is be wary of those who would have you deconstruct on their terms rather than your own, as well as reconstruct on their terms rather than your own, because that's, I've lost friends on both ends. Um, there are those who, um, they, they are very set in their ways, and uh, sometimes they don't even know why they are set in their ways, but they know that you're wrong, and uh, they're convinced that whatever you say is, uh, is either heretical or it's an indicator that, you, um, that you're an atheist because you have doubts about something or, or anything like that. So, yeah, just uh, own your own journey, and whether that leads you to an ending point or not, continue to own your own journey. I mean, for me personally, I do want it to end somewhere, even though I have kind of come to a realization that it may never end somewhere. So, yeah, that's that's kind of where I stand on that. Okay, so if a Christian or a, um, say, a church leader or church staff member, pastor, is out there listening to this, um, what would you advise them from one deconstructed person to a church leader? What would you advise them on how they could be more open to people that are deconstructing? Um, Jed, I'll start with you. 
Okay, well, I would like to thank the good ones who were willing to take our doubting questions and who were willing to work through our processes and who were willing to be patient with us in the midst of not being patient with them. To those who are have been less charitable, um, I would say you're not doing your church any favors if you were simply going to shun or exclude or dismiss people simply because they have different convictions or they have doubts. So I think there needs to be open ears, open hearts. That's that's all I can say about that. Kayla, how about you? Do you have anything to add? Um, yeah, so this just kind of popped in my head and I don't want to sound like churchy, but um, I just, I would say that I think to speak their language would be how, obviously, how would Jesus handle it? Um, you look at like someone like Doubting Thomas, who was like, no, I'm not going to believe that Jesus is resurrected if I can't see it, if I can't see him, if I can't see the proof. And Jesus never reprimanded him. He never said, why are you asking questions? No, he said, here's the proof. Here's what you need. Um, and so I would just say that's if if we're going to claim Jesus, if you're going to claim Jesus, then you have to act like Jesus. Um, and no, we're not perfect. We're going to mess up. We're going to say the wrong things. But I think just to put it back in their own language, like you can't alienate people. You doubt and questions are the human experience. Like it's you're not going to make someone quit doubting by telling them that they shouldn't doubt or that they don't have enough faith or something like that. Um, that's not going to get the intended results that you want. You're going to get people walking out your doors, which is what is happening in mass right now. Um, especially within evangelical Christianity, um, and the millennial generation, it's just people are, they can see right through it and, People are hurting and people want real substance and they're not getting it and they're going to go find it somewhere else and where they're going to build their own community. Um, and I think that is what I would, I would tell them, like just level with them because yeah, if it's about eternity, which, you know, I'm not there, but if that's what you're saying it's about, then you got to live that out and you got to meet people where they're at. So that's what, that was really preachy. I'm sorry. No, that was, that was great. I, I enjoyed that. That was a good sermon, Kayla. That's uh, what I would say. <laughs> preach sister. <laughs> um, okay. Zach, how about you? What advice would you have? Yeah. Um, just ask them what they need. I mean, you know, so many times people, come to us and they actually aren't looking for feedback. They just want to be heard. So when somebody comes to me and talks to me about something uh, non-religious, uh, just, just a regular problem they're having, you know, my first question is, are you receptive to feedback or do you just want me to listen? And maybe I don't have any feedback for them, but people aren't always receptive to feedback. They don't always want your opinion on their shit. Like sometimes they just want to be heard and that's fine. But the, the second part that I always like to ask them is, 
what do you need from me around this? It's a very simple question. And I really feel that if religious leaders, pastors, ministers, deacons, bishops, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, would ask, what do you need around this? Like, I was never asked that question. It was always, here's my problem. Well, here's what you need to do. And here's the more faith you need to have. And here's some Bible verses you need to go read. And here's some theology you need to believe. It was never like, well, you know, for example, this is this is one thing. This is, um, I guess I would like to encourage pastors to please not say in response to, I have experienced a lot of religious trauma. Well, you just didn't find the right church. Well, that's not really a response. That just kind of dismisses what I said and doesn't really like make me feel heard. So instead, if someone came to me and, and said, you know, uh, uh, I would never be a pastor because I, I just could not. But if someone came to me and was like, hey, I've, I've, you know, I've undergone through this religious trauma, I would say, hey, I'm really sorry to hear about that. How, uh, how can I best serve you around this? Or what do you need from me around this? How can I best meet you in this moment like this? And like, I just can't even imagine if I had ever been asked that question when I came out. If like a person of faith has said, wow, well, what do you need around that? Well, gosh, I don't even know what I would have said. Um, Just like maybe go to like a Lady Gaga concert with me. I don't know. Um, You know, I just can't even imagine what I would have. So anyway, just um, just meet them where they're at and just ask them what they need around it. You know, because you would just. You would just be surprised because I thought that was what a church was supposed to be is a group of believers, you know, helping to meet each other's needs, or at least that's what I understood the Acts church to be. And so, you know, anyway, that's it. No, I think this has all been great. Um, So the last thing that I want to address every episode that I've done, I have always ended on this little anecdote stuff that Christians say that they should not say. I hope y'all have some good ones. Uh, Kayla, judging by the smile on your face, what what you got for me? You got anything good? Oh gosh, put me on the spot. Um, I was just talking to someone about this the other day, like the Christianese, and I don't know, that's what we always called it. Like this is mm-hmm. its own language of things that people say. Um, when I was going through my divorce, the thing that I was told over and over again, have you prayed about it? Have you prayed about it? Are you spending more time praying about it than you are talking about it? Um, I can't stand that to this day. If I hear someone say that it's so triggering, it brings up so much trauma. Um, you know, prayer is different for everyone. It's a different experience. People don't get the same things out of it. Um, so yeah, I that would be my example. That's a great one. It's spiritual bypassing, and I can't I can't take it. Uh, Jed, it's straight you? gaslighting. Yes. <laughs> Jed, what do you got for me? If you don't pray, please don't tell me that you're praying for me. Because, I mean, I'm not in a position to judge someone's spiritual life and whether they actually are a person of prayer, or even if they maybe have never prayed in their life and they do feel called to to to, to pray for me. All of a sudden, that's fine. But like. If someone has no intention of praying for me for whatever struggle or problem I go go through, please don't patronize me by telling me that you're praying for me. That's just, it just gets on my nerves. That's valid. I just had that conversation with somebody a few weeks ago. Uh, Zach, how about you? What do you have? 
It's all a part of God's plan. So this is a thing that people like to say when something horrible happens. And so uh, my husband and I do a lot of rescue work. And we had a few litters in a row um, that were just, I'll, I'll spare the details, but it was just very heartbreaking. We were up just all night long. And, and it was just anyway. So, um, so after the you know, and I was just a wreck at work and I, it was just a disaster emotionally. And I got to, uh, I, I was, I was talking to an acquaintance. So it's not really like a close friend, but I was talking to acquaintance about what happened and how all of the kitties that we had had, and unfortunately none of them had made it and blah, blah, blah. And she just said, well, it's just all part of God's plan. We don't get to know why he does the things he does. And I was like, Thank you. I mean, you know, because what are you really supposed to say to that? I mean, I'm t- telling you how these poor, like, you know, kitties have just all died of this upper respiratory infection in this horrific story. And that's all I get. And, and, and look, if, 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 the, if depending on what you believe, if you do believe there is some divine plan, like, just believe it's really just not necessary to tell that to someone who's mourning. It is like, it's, it's really super weird. <laughs> I was almost like, did, am I, is there, I'm on candy camera. Like, did you really just say that to me? Um, but anyway, yeah, that's, that's another form of the, I think, spiritual bypassing. That's kind of avoids being like, gosh, I'm really, really sorry. You went through that traumatic situation and was like, uh, it's just all part of God's plans. If you think everything is predetermined, well, who cares? Um, but I do. And I was like super sad in a basket case for like two weeks. So, well, I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. That's probably a good response that people should start putting in their repertoire. I'm sorry to hear that. Don't throw in there the fake, I'm going to pray for you. Don't throw in, we'll have you prayed about it. Well, we'll we're, I'm making a, a long list and, and I'll probably make some content out of it one day. our panelists for joining us and for sharing your hearts. And I want to thank you out there listening for joining us on the Touchy Subjects podcast. Make sure you tune into our next episode where we talk about the really touchy subject, homosexuality. Check us out on Facebook and Instagram at Let's Talk Touchy Subjects. Thanks again for listening. Have a good one.